0: it's still a game it is so we'll go going- no i got nothing i have nothing for this her name's Todd. i've been stewing on it for a while is that good <laughs> that works <laughs> let's just go with it <laughs> oh, I'm just going to leave that in no. Hi and welcome to Behind the Hype With me as always Brian Dressel With me as always is Chewie Darso Hi And Jonathan Hardesty Who oh, Stewart <laughs> Eve Stewart is a surprisingly hard name to come up with a gimmicky way to intro a show. That isn't
1: slightly insulting, I guess.
0: Yeah, I I don't want to insult her. I'm a a pretty big fan, as a matter of fact. So I'm just like, uh... She's
1: quite the accomplished production designer.
0: She is the best version of uh, More is More. Shut up about your less is more. So here we are in the month of September studying a production designer, Miss Eve Stewart of famed films such as Lame is Rob, King's Speech, Danish Girl, Cure for Wellness uh countless others i mean i'm sure you can count them but becoming uh, jane becoming jane sure that's one of them um yeah really really cool stuff and uh, i'm very excited to talk about her this month
1: muppets most wanted
0: that is yep and yet another one she's done some like she's all over the place and that's really exciting and we're going to start with of course as we told you last month you know we're going to start with topsy turvy right Right. Right. Yeah. Turns out Topsy Turvy is a motherfucker to find. I <laughs> uh, did not know that when I mentioned last week that uh, that we would be doing it this week and then we looked for it. And the only place I could find it was on Peacock with ads and I'm sorry. I, I don't like the app Peacock. It's kind of crap and I didn't want to watch with ads because it's already a very long movie. Um, so sorry. I will try to watch it at some point for where they've been doing um, but I-, I don't know when that's going to happen. So we try to go still early-ish in her career, mm-hmm. and we try to do something that would still kind of at least harken back to a uh, like a period-ish film. And we went with Nicholas Nickleby, uh, mostly because it took place at the right time and it had Charlie Hunnam in it, and we like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, yeah, he he's entertaining. And I
1: had heard of the movie before. Yeah, I knew that it existed.
0: Yeah, we we were all aware that it existed. I remembered hearing good things about it. I heard those little Oscar baity, but that's a that's okay, uh, John. Have you heard of it at all? Beyond obviously the, if you know the the work it's based on, but the film, have you heard of? It? Uh, no. I, I've seen the cover before and been like, oh, okay, pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of where I was at. Um, kind of heard of it. That's about it. And uh, I, I gotta say, sitting on this side of things, I kind of wish I was still there. Um, wasn't <laughs> wasn't <it, laughs> was the biggest fan of Nicholas Nickleby. I. About halfway through, I'm like, I don't think this movie has a fucking clue what it wants to be.
1: What did you think, John?
2: I was, admittedly, very bored throughout all of it, okay. and I was
1: so hoping it at some. Just us.
0: Yeah, I think it was no, the like, like About halfway through, was that like, I don't think this is a good movie.
1: Yeah. It just seemed, it just didn't. Know what it wanted to be. No,
0: movie's a goddamn it's just, mess.
1: It's based on Charles Dickens, which no one ever goes. You know that Charles Dickens? He writes great comedies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, real Maybe. knee slapper that guy. Yeah. So. It's also like uh, it's based on Charles Dickens, which means it's gonna be real easy to adapt. Everything that Dickens ever wrote is the easiest thing I mean, to I put was on film. I looking
1: at Wikipedia, and it said the book is 65 pages the play is eight hours if i remember oh the book is
0: 65 pages
1: sorry 65 chapters okay
0: <laughs> I'm like how do you get an eight hour play out of a 65 page book no, 65 that makes more sense
1: chapters okay and then i th- i don't remember if i read it correctly but it said eight, i swear it said eight hours for the play and then they're they were praising this movie on being able to get it all into one film and i'm like did they though I really feel like we glossed over a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like,
0: and now I'm, I'm not a big Dickens guy. I, I've never been. I, I've tried to read his stuff before, and either it's just too dry for me or it's just too over my head. I'm not sure, but it's, I'm not really well-read on Dickens. Um, so that said, my, my knowledge of this story is basically nil. So going into this thing blind, having not known the story, not knowing the source material, uh, and really basically barely remembering that it's even a movie, this thing was a bitch to follow. This like I, I get the the core film, but still, it's just like the ping ponging back in tonality was just driving me nuts. Just,
1: they were. It was impossible for them to clarify why the uncle was so evil. Oh, he's
0: so evil. He's, he's just, just maniacal. just
1: evil. He's like a <laughs> yeah, like, literally like a Muppet evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what is going on? You get on? you get Christopher
2: Plummer to be evil, and you're like, but I don't believe it.
0: Yeah. It's oh man, it just oof. Anyhow, so let let's try to do a breakdown as best we can. Um, Chewy, I feel like this one's far more for you than for me. I always try to do the first one of the month, but I, I don't know why. I just feel like you have this one.
1: Well, I chose this movie. You, you,
0: I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus. This was just a collective. But if you want to take the the credit for this wonderful pick,
1: well. <laughs> Nicholas Niggleby Sr. is a delightful father who apparently is so good at being a dad, he's terrible at making money. Uh, and then his wife says, go, well, what's the, speculate? Speculate, speculate, which I translated to go make bets at Wall Street. That's what it sounded like. I'm like, I don't know what the speculating is. It sounds but, like you're just making bets on things, and then he lost all of his money, and then he died because I'm assuming suicide. They said he died of a broken heart, and I'm like.
0: Did they hint it? didn't somebody say suicide?
1: No, okay. they said they think he died of a broken heart.
0: Oh, you said suicide. You're like, oh, I, so he killed him, okay.
1: Because he, he goes to his room, and then he, they said, and then he died. I'm like, <laughs> What do you do in that room?
0: Bam! And Uh, then he died.
1: (laughs) uh, You know, people feel bad when they lose all of their money and leave their family destitute. But they get to keep the house. Uh, And so then they try to go to their uncle to ask for help. And the uncle's like, I don't like any of you, but I'll do something.
0: (laughs) The uncle's like, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: so he sends Char- nicholas nickleby jr uh off to work as a teacher at a really terrible boarding school uh and then his mom and sister apparently turn into seamstresses and <clears throat> the boarding school sucks and it turns out that his yet to be discovered cousin is has been abandoned there You figure that out near the end of the movie uh and he beats up the headmaster and he leaves all the other kids there but he takes the one kid uh (laughs) these kids yeah um and the uncle gets real creepy with his niece uh charlie hunnam comes back and goes i don't like this you guys are being jerks then he gets a job from a guy on the street we never find out what that job is but he's very happy to have that job and then he starts buying paintings from Anne Hathaway because of reasons. Um,
0: Pausing you really quick. I We just watched this movie a couple days ago. I had totally forgotten Anne Hathaway was in it. Like, yeah. that's how quickly this movie's leaving my head. Uh, but <laughs> yeah.
1: he's in love with Anne Hathaway because they just like the way each other look. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, they're not
0: wrong. They're very attractive people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, he has to step in and stop evil uncle from making Anne hathaway marry evil friend and then they gang up on evil uncle because he made a bad speculation on something and is losing all of his money and then you find out that he had been married and that his the one kid is his son and he and- was a terrible father who seemed to neglect his child, but then seemed really sad that his child was dead for some reason.
0: Yeah, you, you jumped over that Jamie Bell dying of-
1: Yeah, but that just didn't seem very important. <laughs> because so much stuff happens that just doesn't seem that important, but it also is important. And then the movie ends when Christopher Plummer kills himself. And everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it.
1: And I'm just like... There's so much being glossed over. Like, I I feel like I need to be more invested in what's going on, but I have no details. There's literally a scene with Christopher Plummer Plummer and his evil friend evilly drinking booze in front of a fireplace laughing together. Like, how much more cartoonish can we get?
0: (sighs) Oh, my God. That's not fair to cartoons. That's not fair to cartoons because those are specific. Yeah, like. I think that's kind of, like, our, I our, uh, guessing our biggest problem with this movie is just, like, uh, I'm fine with a movie that's packed to the gills with content. Like, I'm fine with that. I fucking love Aquaman. Like, I'm fine with it. Just throw as much shit on the screen as you can. Jam stories in. Make it work.
1: But even that, I feel like uh, Ocean Master Gave more motivation to his evilness. Well,
0: th- that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like you can make multiple storylines that don't necessarily coincide. They might in like tonality, but they might or like uh, by subject matter, but they might not actually line up with each other very well. You can make that work in a movie. I, I have no problem with that. You can definitely make it work in a book. This movie, however, I think it just missed the mark entirely, and I think this one's going to be a real big victim of what we bring up a lot on their show of they just did not try to adapt the book they just try to throw the book at the screen and hope for the best and man it did not work for me like, this is one of the few movies that we've reviewed since turning over to behind the hype Where like i if i didn't have to do this for the podcast i would have turned it off and i think we've watched worse movies i don't think it's the worst movie i've ever seen by any stretch it just it's been a long time since i've watched a movie that just did not grab me in any way shape or form
1: but yeah, the production design was really good. Oh, I was gonna
0: save that for the back half because, like, I'll, I'll get to where like the look of the movie is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll save Eve for the end of this thing because uh, she is the the main focus point of this month. So and she's far and away the best thing that's happened in this movie. So I just kind of want to spend a little bit more time reviewing the film itself before we uh, kind of go on. And, and there's not really too much more to say. I don't think. Um
1: I think it. One of the reasons that it is not great is because your theory, if the uh, the people making the movie are having too much fun, yeah, the movie's not good. And I think everyone in this movie was having a great time.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, and just for clarity's sake, it's Nick Friedemann's theory, not mine. I just oh, like to sorry. repeat it the most. Nick Friedemann's um, theory. Yes.
1: Because uh, all the actors look like they're having a great time.
0: Oh my god! Like. Uh, Like, I've always been a fan of Charlie Hunnam. Like, whenever I see him in something, I'm like, "Eh, that might not be good, but he's going to be good in it. Yeah. Like, he always gives it his best. And I I really appreciate that uh, as he does the most ridiculous movie after ridiculous movie. So the fact that he's always just showing up to play is great. And he definitely showed up here. There's just.
1: And he's, for a little bit here and there, he's kind of dressed like a Baba Duck. That's true. When he's in complete black clothing and he's got a zitty bitty little waist and his mm -hmm. big, broad shoulders.
0: Yeah, maybe I would like the movie more if he'd just been a Babadook. (laughs) Um, But there was something kind of, like, frustrating about him in this movie. And I I don't blame him because I think he was doing the best he could with what the director gave him. But the whole – I I mentioned it before, and I'll I'll keep bringing it up. The tonal shifts in this movie are just fucking bananas. Like, you have the scene with Jamie Bell, and I'm a big Jamie Bell fan. Uh, I've been a fan of him since Billy Elliot. The kid's an amazing actor. A guy is an amazing actor. Uh, And he does a great job in this. But his character gets consumption at a certain point. And, uh, really fast. Really fast. Just boom, you have consumption. Oh, he's boom, you're dying.
1: Boom, yeah. you're dead. Um, Don't expect him to bring back from your childhood a home. Make sure to bury him next to your dad.
0: Yeah, and like it's just the whole sequence is so fast. And it's trying to be like the look at these two friends final days together. And they're having fun. And they're spending time dragging furniture around fields for some reason. Yeah. Um, because that's what they do in all period films. Uh, <laughs> who would drag that couch out there? Come England, on. In England,
1: it never rains, so yeah. bring upholstery out into the elements makes total all sense. All of
0: England is known for its lack of rain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a very dry country. <laughs>
0: yes, I'd like to go back home to the dry country. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so you have all these like sequences and I vi- the movie before this i was probably like eh, i'm giving this thing like a two out of five and then it got to the scenes with jamie bell and consumption i'm like nope we're back we're down to zero like i'm out i am so out and it's mostly because of that you see them kind of laughing having a good time oh my best friend and i and then two seconds later i'm dying and everyone's just sobbing and then we're laughing and then we're sobbing and then we're laughing and then we're sobbing I'm like what the fuck is happening and then in the middle of that somewhere, was like, I see the one I fear the most up in the trees. And that really goes nowhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you never get a good idea of who he is.
0: No, he kind of just comes around a corner the later skull- in the movie. Is like, I looked for him and I found him.
1: He's like a skulky guy just waiting to do some exposition. Yeah. But then never explaining what his role towards the uncle was.
0: Yeah, he was like an expedition, exposition hand grenade that when it went off, it was a dud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like were you an employee? Were you yeah. a friend? <laughs> a co worker?
0: He was the guy looking for Jamie Bell.
1: But he wasn't actually looking for him. Yeah, it. he was. For that one moment. Yeah. The rest of the time, he was like, I have information you might want.
0: Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, he's like, I don't understand who the fuck he was. This is why I had that problem yeah. that I was saying earlier. Like, if we didn't read the book, like you're fucking lost.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I feel like there's more that we didn't get, and he just, he shows up and then is like, okay, he seems like a weird character with no development, nothing to get us attached to him, and he's gone for the rest of the movie until this end part, and I'm like, who was this weird guy again in the tree? Oh, him. What's he supposed to do again? And, like, I was asking that instead of actually watching the movie.
0: Yeah, just trying to figure out, like, where are these loose threads were coming from, and it's like, um, fucking nowhere. Apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, where are they going? Nowhere. I just I, have a loose piece of thread here. Would you like yeah, to hold it? <laughs> like
1: his, like his crazy assistant, who's constantly talking about how he used to be a gentleman until he became associated with the uncle. And then I'm like, okay, well, what did he do to you? We're never gonna address that.
0: No, never gonna address um, it. And why does the uncle keep you hired? Yeah, why You're such it, a dick to him. You're
1: a terrible assistant. You openly mock your boss. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, th- yeah, this movie just left me flustered pretty much at every turn i i don't think it's a good movie i don't think it deserves the good reviews that it has and i i really i really feel bad if uh if we're shitting all over one of your favorite movies uh but this one this was just a big miss for me i
1: just think the brits really enjoyed making it
0: i think everyone had a great time uh but by and large i think the person who had the best time is the person who did the best job in the movie and that easily in my book is the production designer she fucking crushed this movie. Like, there are a lot of actors. Like, I'm looking to choose has the IMDb up right now. Like, I forgot Alan Cumming is in this thing for a little bit. He was great. He just do his yeah.
1: Scottish flair yeah. or something.
0: Uh, And that was Nathan Lane was in it as Nathan Lane.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he just played himself. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 That's all Nathan Lane does. Yeah, yeah. He's a time uh,
2: traveler, so it, doesn't, it makes sense, right? Yeah, he's, it's,
0: he's in all times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was basically playing the same ca- same character from The Birdcage, which is Timon from Lion King, you know? It's all the same person. Right, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought a lot of the supporting cast was great. I thought a lot of them were great. But the, the only person I thought who, like, the, I mean, they did a good job. The only person who did a great job, in my opinion, is a production designer. And I thought uh, every scene in the movie, including the ridiculous scenes in the with the furniture in the fields, which I'm never going to understand, and it's always going to annoy me, but even those looked good. But I'll let Chewie talk a little bit more about it since that is far more her wheelhouse than mine.
1: I mean, there's just a lot of detail in this movie because each set specifically has its own flavor. Uh, One of the kind of heavy handed but still very appreciated because it was totally thought through was the fact that the uncle's office or whatever living room is filled with dead birds.
0: Now, really quickly before you actually make this sound good. Is it bad that his office reminded me of the bad guy from Ace Ventura 2?
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because of the tusks, I'm sure. The tusks which always were around people while they were experiencing something that was about to happen to them. Yeah. Uh so they were in the middle of the tusks, like, you know, like they're in the mouth of the villain. Uh and then at the very end you get these really big close ups onto Christopher Plummer as apparently his life is being torn apart and it makes it look like he's in a bird cage. Like he's a caged bird. So that's you know Yeah uh, I, I, Symbolism right there. Uh, and some the very beautiful moments was like after Charlie and Belle it's Belle, right? The smike smike uh jamie bell jamie bell uh are talking to each other in the middle of the night and you have this beautiful dream sequence essentially where you can barely see them you're just like essentially seeing their profiles with the moonlight and they're talking to each other in front of two matching windows with the stars behind them and everything it's just freaking gorgeous like there's very beautiful vignettes in this film even like the boarding school with how they have grossly, like, it's not carved and it's not drawn. It almost looks like the walls are covered in filth and they just washed lettering into the walls. Yeah. To have, like, these grand statements about God to essentially, you know, what they people like to do sometimes is just instill fear into your subjects by hearkening God's name uh, which is all they do at that boring school is just terrorize those poor boys and then you go into the squeeze i forgot their name the, the family. squeers squeers, squeers. Yeah. and their living area is quite you know nice for what they are they have a lot of food they have color they have fabric they're warm completely different for the the boys in their school which is just empty and cold and dark and terrible
0: yeah now just just for a second just to talk about the the movie itself do you think the people at the boarding school thought they were doing a good job do you think they thought they were helping the boys
1: no okay no they're clearly just using them as income
0: that's what i thought too i just i didn't yeah. know i wanted to see if they it was one of those things where i don't like,
1: think they actually cared if they were getting an education i think they were just doing it, Got it. Okay. yeah no uh, that's
0: kind of what I figured too but you know some movies have that like no I'm teaching them to fear God and that that's how they'll be good Christians and I, I just didn't know if they that,
1: I don't think they even cared about religion they just happened to use some of it on their walls fair to enough. for control
0: yeah I, I don't think you're wrong I was just curious at what yeah. your take was on it
1: um, and then London itself isn't really much of a character you don't really see the city you just see people's living spaces.
0: You more so get like their neighborhood. Like yeah. you get the idea that they a all kind of live near each other. yeah.
1: Um, and then one of the other vignette moments where that really struck out to me was when you got into the rival accountant's office, I guess, mm. when you had a, you never trust, oh, Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. Uh, Although you and, can trust him in this movie, him and his brother, who are like twins but not twins, and you have <laughs> the the really fun moment when Hunnam is get at his desk and you see them talking to each other through two different doorways, and they're mirrors of each other. Like I thought that was it. Almost had a uh, similar feeling to Wes Anderson a couple times. In oh, the I film. can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. A more like less. How do I say... Ob- Not obvious. A little bit more subdued. Subdued. Yeah. Yeah. Where you want to have good production design, but you don't want the production design to be quite the massive character it is in Wes Anderson movies. Because Yeah, it didn't you, feel like too In Wes too Anderson much. movies, the production design is its own character. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean... Yeah.
0: It's the only character that carries over from every film.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Because with this movie, Eve still... She created character for the film, but it never overshadowed the actors per se. On Wikipedia, it said that she requested to change the time period to more during the Industrial Revolution for this film, which I didn't really get a feeling for, I'll admit. Because... I don't really see any of them interact with machinery or anything. So maybe it just had to do with what design was in buildings at the time, and I'm not familiar enough with it to notice.
0: Now, just for those of uh, for people out there who aren't fully uh, attuned to the film industry, uh, for production designers who basically design everything that you see on set, or like kind of have a uh, final say, well, the department create- head. Of the look,
1: yeah, they create um, a cohesive idea of the look of the film so while dictating to other departments.
0: Do production designers often hire uh, costumers?
1: I don't think so. Okay, but they that, do work with them.
0: That was going to be the only reason why I would have asked. Uh, is that why she wanted to shift it? Like, would the tones on the colorers or that sort of stuff of the wardrobe from that era match her sets better? If they set it in that tone, so yeah, she could I actually don't. make those two coincide. That's it. that's the rabbit hole I was going down. But like my my film industry has my film world has never been in your world really at all. Yeah. So it's kind of a blank spot. Why well, I'm letting you run this part. All
1: I know is whenever I've been a production designer, I've never hired costumes. Fair but enough. that was on smaller productions. I'm assuming they also don't do it on larger ones.
0: I mean, it would make sense. I was just kind of curious because yeah. I mean they do have to go hand in hand. Yeah. so much. Um, Is there any other major things in this uh, this film production design wise that stood out? Talk about the
1: listed the ones that really stuck out to me. The you don't really spend any time in their cottage house. That's all mostly exteriors. So that's I mean that's the juxtaposition there, I suppose, between the city, which is mostly inside because you don't want to be outside, right? Uh, And then the country, which is just so beautiful and airy. So you so you pull your furniture out into the damp uh, English air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't have a good reason for why it annoys the shit out of me, but ever since I was a kid, I'm like, who would drag their couch outside? Just get a blanket. Although we would, you know, we would think it's
2: missing if it wasn't in this movie, though. Like it, a movie like this. Doing all this stuff is going to have a couch out in the countryside somewhere.
0: Uh, you're not wrong. I'm still going to be annoyed at it. <laughs> if it wasn't there, I'd be annoyed that it wasn't that I wasn't annoyed that it was there. Did that make sense? I'm sure it did. Uh, I followed somewhat. <laughs> I, the only other thing that I kind of want to just touch a little bit on because we're, we're really beating the hell out of this movie. Um, I kind of want to just talk about the direction of it because with a production designer like this who does such a good job and you have actors who do such a good job You have to give the director just a little bit of credit because everyone was doing the best job they could. I think they just went way too fucking... Like, they set their heights or their goals way too high because it feels like the goal was to capture 100% of the book.
1: And be a fun romp in the theater.
0: Yeah, be a fun... We don't
1: want to make our audience sad...
0: Yeah, we don't want to depress people too much although this movie does have somebody die of consumption and uh they all celebrated a suicide at the end and so like a, it is
1: kind of a dark story and an uncle who puts his niece in the line of potentially being raped more than once
0: oh yeah it's not even like potential he assumes she's going to get raped and he's just fine with it and is a little disappointed that it doesn't happen uh he's this movie just has some really fucked up things in it and it's not very good so you, uh, but either yeah, way
2: and they, they try to give it this bouncy Bubbly, kind of like, oh this is a period piece. Ooh, funny. Kind of yeah. feel. And it's so weird. And it, it, it bothered me throughout the whole thing. I was like, this is some dark stuff. Why is it so like lighthearted?
0: Yeah, it just doesn't it John, did you read uh did you read Ebert's review for this one by any chance? Uh no, but I might have to go do that after this. I mean, <laughs> given how Ebert reviewed our last film of uh, <laughs> a fucking Superstar, where he was just like b- seething with rage and hatred of the movie, and this one's like, the movie's exploding with life, and I just loved it. I'm like, exploding with life? Fucking people die all the time in the movie. What are you talking about? A dude right, dies that... of consumption.
1: <laughs> I mean, <the> <laughs> after sitting on a couch that's...
0: outside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Douglas McGrath didn't really go on to do too much he only has eight directing credits this is his third film his breakout one was emma with gwyneth paltrow
0: which is actually a pretty i mean i haven't seen it since it came out but when it came out it was decent i remember like i mean that's 10. Al-
1: that's also a period film where they're trying to be you know cutesy about it yeah so he liked doing the cutesy period thing
0: but I, yeah i just i just don't think he could fully nail down what he had to do
1: yeah
0: which is fine i mean, he. he his directing career went far better than mine ever did, so.
2: <laughs> well, what's interesting to note here is, like, this movie, for me, there was a few moments where I was like, I would want to see the movie that they, they've they jumped into here. Yeah. At various yes. points Like, uh, when they got with the theater troupe, I was like, you know, given how bubbly the whole movie's been despite the darkness, the theater troupe seems to be where the rest of the movie should go, and I kind of thought that's where it was going to go. They, they, they fall in line with them, and they made it the drama becomes tied to the play somehow it's like oh
1: cool that he was there for a while but then it didn't feel like it
0: yeah and then he just fucking left and i'm like why would you just leave your sister said she was in trouble go (laughs) help your sister and then come back you clearly love this go back to the most interesting part of this movie god it was the most
1: interesting (laughs) part and it was and it is like a new family for him Mm -hmm. that are supportive of each other
0: yeah i was glad they came back at the end like that made sense like there's no reason they had to be completely written out of your life Right, yeah, but I, I do wanted to say, I think the director did a pretty decent job. I just don't think his movie turned out, which is unfortunate. Well, that would lead us to the next part of our show, which is usually quotes. I didn't think this movie was overly quotable, so I didn't write one down. Uh, yeah. You guys cool doing favorite parts this week? Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, favorite parts. All right. do want to go first? You been leading the charge on this one?
1: Well, my favorite part, I guess would be that even though his sister barely got a role in this movie, when she tells her uncle off about how she has self-respect and she will not let him degrade her, that was a good speech. It's a good speech. She delivered that very well. Like It was well act- acted, it was well written, it was well shot. Right. I thought that was a very good moment in the movie where they didn't... They allowed it to be what it was.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for another one of those Sort of moments where it does revolve around the sister again, and it's just like, it's kind of like what John said a little bit ago, where like every now and then you start queuing into a movie of like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Why is it not this movie? Like, you just had this like, man, there are so many parts of this movie that work fantastically. I just wish they worked together. It's like a whole bunch of different off-brand Legos. These um, <laughs> 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 don't click. I uh, my favorite part, however, was there was a moment where uh, the sister is about to get victimized and she says to the guy i wish my brother was here because he'd he'd get you yeah he'd show you what's what and later on when he has come back the brother charlie hunnam has come back to london and he's sitting in a pub with uh jamie bell and he's overhearing these two guys talk about this girl and he's like oh and she thought that it, if her brother is here he'd show me what what ha, 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 ha. i'll mess her up later aren't i funny and charlie hunnam's like no i'm her brother and i'm going to fuck you up now and it's just such a great moment of like you moron
1: (laughs) and again he happened to go to this bar because the uncle's assistant told him to yeah and it just happened to be at the moment that this asshole was there That this assholes there and
0: bragging about how he's so excited to rape a girl like yeah i don't like that character i don't like that plot line i don't like anything (laughs) this movie makes me grumpy (laughs) John favorite moment <laughs>
2: uh we briefly talked talked about it uh, during the production design element uh, from the Cheerable brothers when they arrive and they come in and they do oh, that sure. like that mirror imaging that scene like the way the movie was styled there and how like chewie said before it was very subdued that was where I was most invested in the movie like if the movie had been that all the way through just subdued quirky and kind of roughed like took out all those other things that didn't quite work and focused on that like that was like the high point the high hopeful point for me in the movie where I was looking up from my phone like I wasn't as distracted with the movie and I think that by that nature which is almost a critique that's my favorite part of the movie
0: I would I would venture to say though not to disagree with you, but I would say that tone is the one that they were striving for throughout the majority of the movie. And I think the scenes with Timothy Spall are just where they finally pulled it off. Yeah. No, I but think I they didn't always, quite get it then. The before. The whole time I was hung right. up
1: on, what do they do?
0: Oh, yeah. That, that didn't make any sense. What and is your job? <laughs> um, you
1: don't answer that.
0: No, they don't.
1: It's like in Flash. How do you guys make money?
0: Well, they, <laughs> they work at Star Labs.
1: What do they do?
0: Well, they help the Flash. How do
2: they make money?
1: <laughs> well, they work at Star Labs.
2: <laughs> yeah. We can it's, go all day. T- totally sound. <laughs> makes complete sense to me.
0: <laughs> Oy, uh, we didn't really talk much about Timothy Spall. Chewie did mention my, my one thing of don't ever trust Timothy Spall. And because like,
1: he, at least he's not a rat.
0: I mean, he does every now and then play good guys. I mean, he played Churchill, I think, in Doctor Who, was it? Um, or was it King's Speech? He played Churchill. I don't really he played know. Churchill once, and I was like, "Oh, he's not bad. He can be. He's a great actor."
1: Some people would say Churchill was a terrible person.
0: No, I'm saying Timothy Spall is a good actor.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> um, he's a great actor. It just, he usually plays characters. i might like, don't trust him. It's Timothy Spall. <laughs> um, all right. Double features. It's gonna be a little rough this week because that means you'd have to watch this one again. <laughs> Uh, I have mine locked and loaded. As soon as we got about halfway through the movie, I'm like, I know what I'd do this with. Um, do either one of you have yours ready to go? Yeah. All right. Uh, what are you going? Please don't take mine. I'm so proud of mine.
1: I don't know what yours is.
0: I want you to go first. I, I want to get. I want to capture my disappointment in case you take it.
1: A knight's tale.
0: Oh, good. You didn't take it. We are in the same... Because A
1: Knight's Tale was able to capture their funny-go-lucky kind of modern feel really well. And for the longest time, I thought Heath Ledger starred in this movie. Because uh, I thought it was him on the poster. And then it turned out to be Charlie Hunnam. In the
0: movie, I don't see it at all. On the poster, looking at it, yeah, I totally see what you're coming from.
1: I think it's because of the movie Casanova. Yeah, sure. They made it, maybe had a similar poster. I don't know. And
0: it's like the sort of longish, sort of shaggyish blonde hair...
1: When they were younger, they looked a lot alike. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, Mine, I'm going kind of in the same vein, but I think it's mostly like if you want to do period and quirky, you do it like this. So you'd watch this movie first to learn how not to do it, and then you watch The Favourite.
1: Okay. Okay. I was like, but I already said that with Knight's Tale. Yeah. (laughs) But no, The Favourite also works very well. Yeah. And has very serious moments done well.
0: Very serious moments done well and funny moments done well. That movie is a, Fucking masterpiece. I love the favorite. Yeah. Um, John, what about you? Uh, I'm maybe not going
2: to do quite the same thing where you go with one movie and then how it should have been. I'm just going to go with <laughs> these movies are on the same level of boredom for me. And if you like this sort of genre movie, you'll be fine. Uh, it was uh, It's this one and then the one we actually reviewed before with Scarlett Johansson, the uh, girl with the uh, pearl earring. Okay. Both those together, they take up time that a double feature would have to take up. and. <laughs> You got costume designs and production designs. Visually appealing. Visually
0: gorgeous movies. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But, Um, you know, you'll
0: be looking at your watch through them if you're me. (laughs) John, you've been doing the best during these double features of making double features that I cannot wait to not buy a ticket for. (laughs) I'm so excited to not go to your double features.
1: Yeah, you can put those on. I'm going to go to sleep.
0: Yeah, come yeah. on well, down hey, to the new bev. we're gonna do what you know what you're though? gonna do you know what? What? no i'm good
2: <laughs> for people who have insomnia or have trouble sleeping this might actually be their salvation put it like a double feature starting at 11 o'clock for the first one and then there just go. go on for it yeah yeah but i do pride myself that no one in their right mind would go to my double features
0: i mean no one's going to end these double features that's watch fucking nicholas nickleby again no you
1: know what it could have been good
0: a lot of movies. Every movie could have been good. Yeah. Battlefield Earth. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> do this movie with Battlefield Earth. Oh. Clearly, they would meld together. That's what
0: I should have gone with. Like, do this one, then Speed Racer.
1: <laughs> 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 let's,
0: just, let's just fuck <laughs> with your head. Oh, man. All right. So, we have finished the first Week of Eve Stewart month. Uh so far, so good on the production design. Hopefully next week will be a little bit better with the movies. But that's not up to me. Not up to you. Which one of you did I say is going first? It's Chewy, right?
1: Well, I thought I was going after John.
0: Oh, John's going first? Okay. John? Um, what is the as far next as... Eve Stewart movie that we will be watching? Let's go with.
2: Since I'm most curious. And want to see it uh, let's try to do that cure for wellness mm.
1: if you haven't seen it yet that'll be fun
0: oh i you missed it when i came a out a of the to buy it <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm a big fan of this movie it is a uh, it, it strikes a perfect chord with me with like a genre that you don't get to see very often mm. uh, although you did get like two of them like right back to back but We'll get into that next okay. week when we talk about A Cure for Wellness. I am excited for next week. Not a lot of people saw this movie. Not a lot of people liked this movie, but Chewie and I did. We both saw it and liked yeah. it. And I'm very uh, curious, so that'll be interesting. The
1: movie I want to choose is "The Lovely.
0: The Lovely. De
1: Lovely, because I like Cole Porter American classic music.
0: I really hope that "The Lovely is as much easier to find than Topsy Turvy.
1: I mean, Hopefully. <laughs> Let's take a look real quick. We can. We're
0: like, good. We're good. Watch it with epics. Yep, we're good.
1: We're good. <clears throat> but yeah, De lovely. All right, uh, the lovely. I know the soundtrack because it was on rotation when I worked at Barnes and Noble, so I listened to the soundtrack a whole bunch. I have not seen the movie.
0: Nominated for two Golden Globes, according Ooh. to IMDb.
1: Yay!
0: Not that great of reviews, but uh, that's okay.
1: It's Kevin Klein, Ashley Judd, and Jonathan Price. We're gonna have fun.
0: I'm in. I like it.
1: Huh.
0: And then the last week of the month. Oh, boy.
1: I wonder what Brian's going to choose. Cats! Hooray for <laughs> Cats! I'm so excited. to let the
0: mystery play out. I'm <laughs> so excited to have a reason to watch it again because Corin's not that interested in watching it anymore. So I haven't been able to watch it in like six months now. It's been a long time since I've seen Cats. And Cats is such a good movie. Uh,
1: cats, 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 cats.
0: I am going to reach out to an uh, old friend of the show, old co-host of the show, Samantha Garrison, and see if we can get her on for that week. Uh, but she is no longer in the same time zone as us, so that might be a little difficult, but we are going to try. We'll see if it works. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have our a whole month lined out. Sounds pretty good to me. I am excited to see all of these movies. I think, I'm hoping, we got the bad one out of the way. I think we did. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Let's do a quick... Very quick round of plugs, and then we can say goodbye. Uh, for this show and every show at the ATH Network, check out ATHpod.com. Also, be sure to start following us on Instagram. We now have a new Instagram for this show, Behind the Hype Pod. Uh, there's not really much on there right now. It's probably just this episode that you're currently listening to, but we're going to start peppering in like photos and stuff of uh, Eve Stewart throughout the month, and we're going to use that as our main celebration area for the person of the month or entity of the month if we do another month like Saturday Night Live Uh, and that's where you can see everything that we'll be doing with them throughout uh, our celebration Uh, Chewie what you plugging
1: Superstore Super 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 Superstore Superstore
0: John
2: what you plugging Demon Days that uh, podcast I do on our network every week every Wednesday that you narrate the beginning and end of and yeah you are our Nathan Lane so
0: everyone check it out (laughs) (laughs) try to do Uh,
1: Nathan Lane's voice I can't
0: I'm not. Don't make me do the Saturday Night Live voice again. I can't do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> but you do make an impression on our hearts.
2: Oh, that's the best place to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye?